0: Every punk in this town is scared stiff. They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. Is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? He's a tired old man. Can't run this city without me. Your luck is about to change. Her rises, wait till they get a load of me. Welcome to Movie Humpers. My name is Bob Sham. I'm Angela. And uh, any sounds you may hear are possibly, probably dogs. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're hearing anything weird, there's a toilet running in the background. I don't know how clear that will be. Probably not very. Probably
1: probably can't hear it.
0: This month is Adolescent Power Fantasy Month, and this week, last week, we did Superman. Yes. Now, what is the other superhero other than Superman that might pop into your mind? The Batman. Yes. Batman. Yeah, we're talking about. We talked about Richard Donner Superman last week. We're talking about Tim Burton Batman this week.
1: This is my favorite Batman.
0: And yeah, we're, I like the I like this Bruce Wayne in particular, like the yes. Michael Keaton Bruce yes. Wayne. I think he's he actually does a really great kind of like timid. I wouldn't. Sometimes it's timid, but like Bruce Wayne seems kind of perpetually. He's charming, but. Kind of also seems a little confused a lot, too. Yeah. But yeah, Batman, 1989, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, who's chewing up every fucking scene. Yeah. I mean, discussions of this movie, I don't want to go too in the weeds with it. Fair. Because this movie has been well-tread in terms of discussion. But I know we're getting further and further away from when this movie came out. We got adults that were born well after this movie came out. I just kind of want to convey, if they don't happen to know that, when this movie came out, it was a phenomenon.
1: It was such a big deal. Did
0: you manage to go to the theaters to watch this?
1: Not this one.
0: Me either. I really wanted to, and I'm not sure why. how I didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a country kid living with his grandma. What
1: year was this?
0: 89.
1: Yeah, I was only 9. I don't think my parents took wouldn't have taken me to it.
0: Yeah, I think I maybe was in the same. It may have just been a matter of my grandma not wanting to go sit in the movie. That's true. For we Batman. did watch
1: it a ton of times once we could. When, we owned it. We had when, the, when the VHS. When the
0: VHS came out, that <laughs> that was a very hot commodity yes. as well. And once we had the VHS, we also rented it from the video store. I probably rented this uh like 10 times
1: well my dad had that super cool setup where you would rent stuff once and then we had two vcrs so we would record oh yeah. like three movies from the rental store onto one like at home vhs but we actually had the box like the batman vhs that was like all black with just that just the batman symbol on the front because this one was so important to my dad also fucking loved this movie that he like actually bought it she, like we didn't really have the money to go to the theater a lot sure. buy I, a lot of shit i think so we around like I think, around it
0: i think it honestly, it was around this time where like money was a little tight where we were too i yeah. think it seemed like looking back that money was kind of tight by the end of the 80s right into it seemed the like 90s everyone's for us, like but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you probably were taping off like those 10 hour VHS. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Three so, movies. So it would be like Batman, Romancing the Stone, Color of Night, something like that.
1: We had one that, in my memory, was uh, Teen Wolf, Encino Man, and Teen Witch. And that was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: That 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 is the product of an '80s early '90s childhood. Yeah, is that when you had those VHS and collections you just put it in on a lot. Saturday
1: and just let it play? Yeah, <laughs> and if they
0: had like a marathon, I remember MTV had like a an animated marathon, and mm. I taped that. But yeah, good times back. It's kind of hard to convey that VHS life, that mm-hmm. video store life, mm-hmm. and what it meant. Like imagine just a red box, but a whole store of like these boxy. Fucking VHS. I know, and
1: I know we're off a little bit, but last thing I would like to say is, I don't know if you ever did this, but I was so obsessed with it that I would sit on the floor in front of the VCR and, like, stop the recording when there was a commercial and start it again when the oh, commercial yeah. was over just to try. But then what you'd end up having was, like, a TV show with, like, a little blip of, like, Toys R Us! And then it would go into, like, the next scene. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Also, Toys R Us used to be a thing.
0: But people... <laughs> But when this movie pe- came out, people lost their ever loving fucking minds.
1: It was so good. You this hear,
0: is... you hear about people like, Oh, I went to see Batman a dozen times when it came out. Like mm-hmm. this movie in the box office cleared. It was about, about a 50 million budget. Mm-hmm. It cleared 400 million. So for a movie, it wasn't like the biggest movie ever, but it was one of the biggest of the time. And
1: this was like the height of Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger like she was the fucking it girl.
0: Yeah, she was yeah, she, I think her and Alec Baldwin were married at this She's time. also
1: the queen of weird noises. Um hopefully someday we will talk about my stepmother is an alien, but like that's my like primo memory of her from a child, but and she does it in this film too. Everything's like oh oh oh.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Think,
1: oh, Like, everything's a noise. I
0: I expected to be a lot more (laughs) dismissive of her, because I haven't seen this movie in a while. She's great in this. But she actually kind of gave a lot more and had a lot more presence than I expected. Or recalled, right? This movie was produced by John Peters and Peter Goober. Mm -hmm. And John Peters, um, a very infamous Hollywood figure, you remember in Licorice Pizza, Mm -hmm. where... They're delivering the waterbed to the to oh, Barbra Streisand's now? house. Barbara Streisand's the, boyfriend. And Bradley Cooper is like this coked up maniac. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's playing John Peters in That's this movie.
1: Hilarious. Okay. So
0: John Peters became a producer, and and he produced this fucking movie, and this fucking cashed his checks for Hollywood forever. Absolutely, after he hit you're this set up.
1: on this. I mean,
0: y- y- if you had your name on this movie at this point. Yeah, you could get a green light pretty good. Yeah. And th- this movie was interesting because there was kind of a balance for the follow up Batman returns it's a lot more Tim Burton-y. but mm-hmm. this one it was, it was it struck a it struck a tone like it seemed like it was very much a studio movie mm-hmm. but then Tim Burton brought his sensibilities to it and it was a very a very got a lot of gothic architecture, mm-hmm. you know the the thinking of it like from um nerdy I'm a fan, I kind of know the history standpoint. The movie does actually strike the tone of the early days of Batman, the Detective Comics number 1 mm-hmm. when Batman first appears, he's very much it's very simplified. When Batman first starts showing up in the comics, he actually like kills mobsters and mm-hmm.
1: shit. He's
0: he is kind of a killer at first.
1: He does kill some people. It
0: well, it's definitely implied that people die when he's around. It doesn't really it doesn't show him. It. It's like explosions, like... Yeah. if Like, who's not dying in these explosions, right? When he's yeah. blowing up the chemical factory and shit?
1: But they don't show it expressly. There are actually things that I never noticed until this watching, like the fact that it just never... I never thought about it because I was a child because it's done so smartly that, like, when Jack Nicholson, Jack whatever his last name is in this, uh, falls in, before he falls into the chemicals... There's like a gunshot that does this weird thing that explodes something into his face, but it doesn't show his face all cut. It just shows like blood on his face.. Yeah, yeah. and and then later, it's assumed that this like back alley doctor fixes him up, but the reason he has the grin is because that's the best he could do with the way the nerves were damaged. But I never really completely understood what was happening when I was a kid, which I think is good because that is horrifying.
0: Maybe. It almost seemed a little... I didn't
1: get it uh, when I was a kid.
0: It almost seemed a little over-explained because when you're a kid, you just assume, oh, the chemicals fucked him up. That's
1: what I thought. I just thought, oh, he went in the chemicals and it did this weird thing to his face. But then watching it now, it's like, oh, no, like his face got blasted. And then they fixed him to look this way. I don't know. I don't know why. But, but but it's more gruesome when you when you do think about it. It's done in a way that as a child I didn't think about it.
0: So this movie seemed to, like there's a lot of gar- gothic architecture in it. Mm. When Batman first w- came out in comic books it was very much an art deco time. Mm. So that it's kind of like a hybrid of that. Like it really did feel like a Batman at the very beginning when he's like everything's kind of more simplified. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tim Burton... Maybe it's just cause of his natural aesthetic and what he likes, but it did seem like he kind of, whether willfully or unwill or like subconsciously or whether the producers who had a say in it too, cause there's the iconic imagery of Batman we all know. Yeah. But it did feel like they really did go back to the, the, the Batman who's very much inspired by those pulp serials that Mm -hmm. came before him. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I really like about this movie. It does feel like it's a very ground floor, straightforward back in the day kind of Batman. Mm -hmm. We're long before the full on cast of rogues, the endless sidekicks of Batman, Batgirl and, and Robin and shit. And this is very much just like, just right at its core. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really makes this movie work and how this movie resonates because when you go too deep in Batman lore, and I think it is a problem when Catwoman starts showing up and yeah. shit and all this, that everything feels a little more cluttered. Yes. But I think what's nice about this is that it doesn't feel cluttered. Mm-hmm. And I think what people grabbed onto it was how the very simplistic dynamic, you got the weirdo Batman and the and the and the awkward Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. you got the cute photojournalist and then you got Jack fucking Nicholson who it's he's definitely one of the more infamous people to play Joker and that's comparing him to Cesar Romero and fucking Heath Ledger mm-hmm. he still kind of like stands out there and i noticed that Jack kind of he almost is like Cesar Romero but more homicidal you know
1: yeah, he totally he manages to be incredibly frightening and funny and silly at the same time. One of the things that was most enjoyable for me rewatching this is just how much how silly it was able to be because now I feel like these superhero movies take themselves way too seriously. Yes. Also visually you can tell it's a soundstage and there is even a difference between like this first one and the next one. Like you said, I know the next one's more Tim Tim Burton, but but this one visually, the way that it looked, at one point they were in an alley and it truly looked like it could have been a scene from Little Shop of Horrors. Like it's just so very like old, what you would imagine like old, dirty New York. The reason I think it worked and I actually really loved it is that it really just looked like a comic book come to life. It didn't look completely real. Yeah. And I actually loved that even more about it. That's because this is not a real place. It's kind of a place out of time. Like these people dress like they're from like '40s newsmen. That's a, you know.
0: That's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like It seems like it's just not so far removed. And I know that's like, well, they're comic book characters, but it's it's actually kind of. There's such different mediums. It's not always easy. Yeah. They. When now we're at this age where we get like three of these comic book movies a year but back then for every like five that they tried to do maybe one was like didn't look completely fucking awful
1: and it was a it was a huge deal
0: yeah like talking about superman that was 1978 and honestly as far as movie like maybe the cameras are a little nicer but like as far as like actual effects mm-hmm. it's not that different Mm-mm. from from the 1978 superman era yeah, and there's even some parts where like where we pan out and we see like a bat, like an overhead shot, and Batman's walking into a building, and you can tell that little part is like animated. It's
1: animated, yeah. There was a part on the roof that yeah. totally looks like, like a cartoon.
0: Th- 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 there's these moments where it becomes like a Max Fleischer cartoon mm-hmm. for a brief second, and it's very noticeable, but it's also kind of charming too. Like I don't mind it.
1: Absolutely, but again, not something I picked up on when I was a kid, and just makes it like cool now. To revisit these little things that you didn't notice.
0: So so mob boss Jack Napier works for this guy. I forget his name, but he's played by Jack Palance. Mm. And he's screwing his wife. And, and so Jack Palance sets him up to go take care of some papers because he's got his name all over some corrupt shit. Go and clean out this place. Napier, who's pretty much off his rocker to begin with, goes in. And he realizes it's already been cleaned out and they've been set up and the, this corrupt cop comes in and Commissioner Gordon comes into when he hears about the corrupt cop going in, he knows something's going on. Gotham's a real shit show, right? Oh yeah. Everybody's and, corrupt. It always has been Batman. Are you ever really going to make a difference in this city? Truly. And
1: he's doing the best he can. So
0: Batman shows up as well. Also, one thing that's fun is that the costume, he couldn't turn his yeah. head. So Michael Keaton had to just kind of like be like this and Jack Napier ends up getting his ass dropped in some chemicals yeah. and everyone thinks he's dead until this giggling fucking maniac shows up and there's that iconic scene where he's in the back alley like he said with the surgeon you could tell because it says surgeon there's a sign it that says surgeon. surgery and he in that that's iconic scene where he's like give me the mirror understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. You see what I have to work with here. You've seen that parody so many times, and then it sounds like he's crying, and And then then he he starts starts laughing.
1: laughing. Oh, it's so good. And
0: it's really fucking cool when he starts to kind of come out And he's not in the white Joker makeup, but it's implied that his skin changed. So, he'll colors his skin sometimes to look more like a regular. And they...
1: Like it was before.
0: Yeah. And they play it like... Like, they'll have Jack Nicholson, like, when he wants to take off his regular skin makeup, they'll have him, like, wipe his face with a rag. But there's paint on the rag. so good. So, when he's wiping his face... It looks like he's wiping off his skin to reveal, like, that his skin is actually white underneath. It's just like this cool little trick that is really neat, and they do that a couple of times. There's another point where he's got the regular, he's skin tone on, and Vicky Vell throws water in his face, and, it, like, and he's like starts to scream like. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm The white that's supposed to be underneath, just like a simple trick that honestly we could probably do here at home if we set it up. But it's just like that little like that little touch that's like really nice. We can't overstate how good Jack Nicholson is in this movie. One of my favorite scenes though, and it's kind of what defines like the Bruce Wayne so good is when he's Vicky Vale is coming to eat dinner at at his house. And they're sitting at this stupid long table. Yeah. And what's funny is that Bruce Wayne is like in this mansion. Uh, we know the origins of Batman. And everything is just this like intense gothic architecture. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Wayne like feels very awkward in his own house.
1: Yeah. Like she's sort of trying to make a joke at one point, And she yells like, pass the salt. And he unironically... Oh yes, gets up, grabs the salt, walks it all the way over to her hands. It walks all the way back. Do you are you enjoying your dinner? And then she truly is like, Do you like this? Do you like this eating mm. in here? And he's like, Honestly, I've never been in here before. And then yeah. they go and like <laughs> eat in the kitchen. It's very, it's so charming.
0: And yeah, and that's but, when, yeah. He's
1: a little bumbly, and
0: and that's when like you get more of the personable him and Alfred moments. And Alfred is like telling Bruce. Like, hey, why don't you just tell her you're Batman? Why don't you, like, get married to this photojournalist?
1: Because, again, this is a couple because back in the day, chemistry mattered. She falls in not only with Bruce Wayne but with Alfred as though they all belong together. She fucked
0: Alfred. Like, it's implied (laughs) that she fucked Alfred.
1: Alfred just watches. He goes down to the Batcave and turns on the cameras.
0: (laughs) Excellent form, Master Bruce. He's, like, says in a microphone.
1: He, like, he, like, hits a button that, like, opens the drawer to remind him to grab the condom so he doesn't...
0: Master Bruce, perhaps (laughs) she'd like her hair pulled a little, Master Bruce.
1: But, yeah, he's, like, this could be the one. Like, she could be the one that you could be honest with. Yeah. To the point where, at one point, he straight up brings Vicky into the Batcave.
0: Yeah, Alfred's, like, here she is. And then he's, like,
1: (laughs) okay, well, I mean, she kind of, I think, already had her suspicions... But then Alfred was just like, yes, Miss Vale, let me let you into where Mr. Wayne is. And I, he's just I, like in the back Batcave. I
0: did like in Returns where he commented on how insane that was.
1: Yeah, he was like, he was she like just you, just, you just brought her love. in here. And so- Alfred was in love with her. I think <laughs> Alfred was like, he was trying to match her. He was like, this mm. is the one. This is yeah. the one you need to marry.
0: So Gotham is wanting to do that. It's bicentennial, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting like. The question of will it go off or will it not? And we get a lot of like the classic bit players, but like Commissioner Gordon, we get Harvey Den, who's played by Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. And apparently Billy D. was hoping to eventually be, be two faced. That's why he signed on. But they really had to really be convincing to Tim Burton for to even come back for a sequel. And there was no way he was coming Harvey back Dent wasn't in the for sequel. the third. No. Yeah. So that's just those little touches for if you know, but they don't really play huge, tremendous roles. Like mm-hmm.
1: it's like but, Easter eggs, more even almost. So
0: so Joker, he's done all kinds of crazy shit, and there's like there's genuinely creepy scenes where like he's transforming these ladies, and they're getting the Joker smiles. He's putting. Toxins from the chemical plant in these and mul- these cosmetics to where yeah. when they're combined they will like poison you. And you'll die. And you'll die.
1: But you die with a smile on you.
0: So he's kind of has the city like gripped under fear.
1: With that, also, that's how he's killing people, but he's also obsessed with like grotesque body mod. Like he burns, he like acid burns his girlfriend's face, and like then she wears a mask and he's like look how gorgeous she is. Like, she's better this way. Oh,
0: this is very Cronenberg.
1: It is very Cronenberg. And and at one point, he even says to Vicky, this is towards the end, but he says, like, Beauty and the Beast, and he's like... If I hear anyone call you a beast, I'll kill him. <laughs> like, but but he basically is his like, lines are fucking beauty. great. It's so good. But yeah, he's like obsessed, and he wants to he wants to burn Vicky. Like he wants to make Vicky his next like living art. Is what he calls it. So so good. Oh,
0: so Prince does the music as well.
1: Oh, yeah, and we do not hear. Maybe if we'd watched all of the credits, the Vic Vic, Vic, Vic vale Vicky song. Vale Vale I don't vale. know if
0: that's at the end credit, but Vic, 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 but Vail. we do not hear. But we do hear Party Man. Day one
1: actually hilarious just like tearing up the art museum.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. fucking
1: destroying one of
0: the most memorable scenes to me. Art. I definitely yes. had that scene seared into my brain. Yep. But Joker, he's like, look, you guys can do the centennial. I promise I won't terrorize it. I'm gonna
1: throw money In out on fact, the crowd. I'm giving
0: away twenty million dollars. Yeah. So sure enough, <laughs> that's enough to convince people to come out for a parade. Yeah. So the the balloon and this scene's also super iconic as well and where the balloons come out he's on a float and then of course once people are all set up and he's throwing money out the balloons start emitting a gas and it's
1: And it's literally called Smilex, <laughs> And at one point Vicky goes, "The balloons, it's smilax."
0: <laughs> oh, Robert Wool is in this movie too. He plays like a reporter.
1: He's very like Jimmy Olseny.
0: Yeah, kinda. Maybe yeah. a little more smart. He doesn't ass-y. take
1: the photos, yeah. But he's yeah. I'm he's-
0: pretty sure that character is only in this movie mm-hmm. as well. And I think Vicky Vell might have I can't remember if Vicky Vell was ever in the comics before either.
1: Oh really. But they
0: did stick her in the comic books like after this since this okay. movie was so huge.
1: That
0: makes sense. Um, so Batman shows up in his Batwing. Oh, we see his car earlier, the infamous Clitoris car. And if you rub the the clit With of the, the car, a fiery
1: asshole too. Yeah,
0: a fiery asshole and a big bulbous clit. And if you rub the clit, then armor surrounds the car. But the bat wing comes in, then the bat wing, and it looks really cool. And but didn't
1: it feel like it took way too long for him to do anything in the bat wing? I was like. <laughs> Why are you just surveilling? Still, things are happening. Get your ass down on the ground. So
0: he goes in and the bat wing.
1: We'll show it off with the bat wing. He I grabs
0: think. all the balloons with the Batwing wing and sets them off in the upper atmosphere. Yeah, and then he the he does the he poses the Batwing wing against the moon to do the Batman silhouette. And, and I cheered because <laughs> that's
1: what I do. And
0: then he comes out. And another very memorable part is when the bat wing's coming down. The Joker pulls out this gun from way out of his pants. It's this huge, long barrel gun, and he shoots it, and it's powerful enough to, like, fuck the plane up. Yeah. And it crashes.
1: When right before, Batman had laid out a bunch of bullets towards Joker and didn't hit him once. Yeah. And also, what? (laughs) But that gun is great. The pants gun. Yeah, yeah. All the way down the pants leg.
0: So the plane crashes, and Joker grabs... Vicky Veil, they end up going up this building and Batman, and it's, it's kind King Kong. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Like how the action plays out. Yeah. We don't see how his henchmen get up there, but yeah. And yeah, it leads to the point where Batman is up top and it's the see where they're fighting Joker. And it's kind of funny how Joker, like, He's actually not a good fighter. Like, once it's between him and Batman... Oh, yeah. He's just getting his ass beat. Because he
1: he's just dancing around. He, has he henchmen to do his work.
0: That scene, uh, when he puts his glasses... When he puts glasses on, he's like, yeah, huh? <laughs> You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on, would you? Huh? Like, that joke has been imprinted onto my brain. Like, it might be the last thing I think about when I leave this earth. Oh. Is thats that... Is that part in batman i just as a kid i thought that shit was so funny
1: oh yeah and then you wouldn't hit a man with glasses and then like his that. rescue
0: helicopter come uh, he does trick them with his gadgets and he the, also
1: has the it's the acid shooting flower on his lapel yeah oh i love it
0: and so batman and vicky vell are dangling from the side of a building that's mm-hmm. how this ends up and joker grabs the ladder for the escape copter. And Batman throws his batarang against a gargoyle, and it breaks off, and it's tugging, and it's weighing Joker down, Uh which is, I mean, Jack Nicholson kills every moment he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. He he must have been so fucking tired after shooting, because it just really did feel like he put so much energy into that character. And he's like middle-aged at this point. He's so
1: good, but you know that he, it felt as though he understood. Mm-hmm that it's only gonna be good if you literally put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and he did, and yeah. it was so good. And it's almost, it's like this, like, like you said, I know, there's been other good Jokers, but he is...
0: There's something about there's this one that, that is... something
1: so different and so good about the way that he does it that you can't replicate.
0: Best Joker, of course, is uh, Jared Leto, right? Jared Leto... No. Then Jack, then Cesar Romero, then Heath. I, I, Jared
1: Leto is the Joker's nephew who cooks meth in the basement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: Jared Leto's Joker, that's uh, who he is.
0: He has all the ha He's ha. He's got
1: face tattoos.
0: What's your favorite Jared Leto Joker tattoo? It's ha ha ha. Probably.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Joker falls iconically, and that's another. It looks very animated when he's dropping mm-hmm. down, and then his body is at the bottom, and it's and he's got one of those laugh gimmicks in his yeah. pocket. Yeah, it's this movie is pretty fucking it's iconic. so
1: good.
0: And uh, yeah, we'll rate this movie. We're gonna hump it.
1: And Vicky Vicky goes to Bruce at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, and they live happily ever Alfred after.
1: Alfred picks her up, and they go.
0: We will uh hump this movie one through five times each. You'll get one through five. I'll get one through five combined for best out of ten. Mm-hmm. As far as like a complete straightforward introduction to the Batman character, this one is pretty damn solid. I think there, a couple of the Nolan movies are pretty good. Sure. But there's just something like that like strikes that classic tone about Batman that I really like.
1: This is everything I want in a movie like this.
0: Well, what do you give it?
1: I'm giving it a 4.5.
0: I'm going to give it, I think Jack Nicholson. Alone. I was going to say 4 and then I'm thinking Jack Nicholson, I'm going to give it a 4.25. Awesome. So it's an 8.75.
1: That's top of the A's.
0: Yeah, we gave Superman an 8.75 and I would almost call this a character equivalent to that. I in terms would. of pure enjoyability.
1: Yep. I'm... Would you... Goodness. I guess I'd put this one above Superman. See, for me... But I don't know, because I, I feel would... like they're next to each other.
0: I, I think if I had to pick one, I, I think Superman is just a lot more pure joy in Superman.
1: You know, yes.
0: But uh, but there is like weird plot points that are strange in Superman, and I won't say that's as much of a problem in Batman. So yeah, we'll give the edge to Batman.
1: But truly, they could just be next to each other on the list and it would be accurate.
0: So check it out, folks. They're back to back. Two of the best superhero movies.
1: Of all time. That
0: ever were. Uh, Batman and Superman, neck and neck. You could practically just say they're tied. Um, Like,
1: you could say Batman v Superman.
0: uh, Dawn of Justice. (laughs) That's the only movie that will be... An S-tier... No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God.
1: I was like, Fucking what? awful. I, no.
0: All right. So, <laughs> there you go. Batman 89. Back in art day, it was, like, discussed so much. It was unreal. So, what do you think about it now? If you're uh, uh, younger than us and weren't around when this came out and you watched it now, what'd you think yeah, about it? Yeah, what
1: did you think about it? What
0: did you think about it? Did you like it? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Hit us a like and subscribe on our videos for more discussions like this. More adolescent power fantasy this week. Comment on your thoughts on Batman 89. If you remember it fondly, tell us about it. If you were new to it, what did you think about it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and
1: death to all traders,
0: death to all traders.